And it's 19 minutes past 12 on Te Pūrongo o Te Pautūtanga. I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. And Giles, there are signs of resilience in the economy. Uh, Kira to you, Charlie. Yes, it arises from the ANZ Bank's latest look at traffic movements. And the rise in the heavy freight activity, the first in a couple of months, suggests there's a bit more resilience in the economy than previously thought. Uh, The index for August rebounded 6.2% for heavy traffic on the month prior. Last month it had been sitting close to recessionary territory. Meanwhile, the light traffic index, which is often indicative of consumer activity, was up 1.6% on the previous month. Uh, But that may have been even higher had it not been for higher fuel prices. ANZ senior uh, economist Miles Workman says the economy is patchy, but it may be stronger than the Reserve Bank has been thinking. We've also got the housing market, which appears to be turning a corner, suggesting that there's a bit more momentum under the hood there as well. So I think the big question is, when you step back from this, is the economy actually slowing as much as the Reserve Bank is trying to engineer? And I think if you look at the two months of heavy traffic data, well, that actually points to a small positive increase in GDP in Q3. And the Reserve Bank are forecasting a 0.3% contraction. So a little bit at odds with that. Miles Workman says the effect of high immigration may be having an effect on the light traffic index with activity especially strong in the tourism sector. Well, a forgery and fraud case against two businessmen connected to a major corporate collapse failed because the Reserve Bank orders that were issued were invalid. Last week, the High Court dismissed charges brought by the Serious Fraud Office against former CBL insurance executives Peter Harris and Carden Mulholland. The pair had been charged with theft, false accounting and obtaining by deception after CBL which was valued at $750 million when it collapsed in 2018. Justice Michael Robinson has just issued the reasons for his judgment, and in essence it says the Reserve Bank was wrong. He says the orders were based largely on suspicions that wasn't valid under the Insurance Act, which the Reserve Bank administers and used in this case. And if the orders were not valid then the criminal charges brought by the Serious Fraud Office could not be sustained. The Reserve Bank is the main regulator of the insurance sector, but has made no comment on whether it's reviewing its procedures and approach in the light of the decision. A flight to quality in the commercial property market is driving demand for prime office space. Real estate firm JLL latest report shows that Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch have few vacancies in premium office buildings. Auckland's Big Five Towers, as they're named, have reached three-year vacancy lows, just sitting above 2%, uh, and prime vacancy rays are 5% in Wellington, while in Christchurch, 15 of the 17 premium office buildings are fully leased. JLL's head of research, Gavin Reed, says the trends in New Zealand differ from what's being seen overseas. I'm not surprised to see that the top buildings are doing the best around the vacancies um, and the demand for them. So probably not surprising. Um, it's just particularly when you look at maybe some offshore markets where some of the prime buildings aren't doing as well as what we're seeing here in New Zealand, particularly in Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch. Gavin Reed says Auckland's premium rents are forecast to rise by more than 12% over the next five years. 
Well, the Commerce Commission says the national electricity grid operator Transpower and regional lines companies need to plan for severe weather events such as Cyclone Gabriel. The Commission says electricity outages caused by the cyclone highlight the need for a new normal in future asset management planning and investment strategies. Commissioner Vary McGuire says extreme weather events reinforce the importance of resilience planning while keeping costs reasonable. It may not always be necessary to build a more robust asset, for example. It could be that they have more spares so that they can fix a problem more quickly or to think about a workaround. A number of the companies plan ahead for these types of events and practice what they would do in certain circumstances. So it's really making sure they've thought about the range of options that they have and what's going to be the most cost-effective, really. Vary McGuire says Transpower and the 29 local electricity lines companies, which the Commission uh, monitors, need to ensure their plans take account of climate change and network resilience. Global oil prices are sitting around 10-month highs, having touched more than 95 US dollars a barrel in the past week. That, along with a weak New Zealand dollar, has seen petrol prices hit more than $3 a litre for regular fuel in many places, and that gives inflation a shot in the arm as well. Much has been made of the production cuts put in place by major producers in OPEC and Russia. Well, the managing director of Logan Capital Management, William Fitzpatrick, says more broadly supplies have been soft. And he says any lift in demand will drive prices higher. I suspect you better get used to it. It wouldn't surprise me if we even saw $100 oil here in the next several months. In, in terms of high oil prices today on the supply side, yes, we're seeing some cuts on OPEC and that contributes. But that's only at the margin. Uh, really, you look at it, there's just very little additional supply to soak up any sort of uh, increases in demand. So even China, where their their data is actually more robust than one would think. And if we get a global recovery in the economy, which is inevitable at some point, we simply don't have the supply to absorb that additional demand. That's William Fitzpatrick of Logan Capital Management. Just 25 past 12, time to catch up on financial markets. I'm joined by Mark Haywood from Jardin Securities. Kira to you, Mark. Afternoon, Giles. Hi there. How's it looking for the local share market? Well, uh, the index 50 is largely unchanged at the moment. It's sitting at 11,377 points. Um, some gamers and losers on the day, though. Uh, Michael Hill uh, up 3% at the moment to 98 cents. Um, AMD up 1% uh, to $27.11. Uh, and Spark also up around the same to $4.79. Um, not, uh, not doing so well today. Goodman Property. Uh, minus 1.6% down to $2.11. Uh, Hellenstones, uh, minus 1% to $5.75. And Auckland Airport down $0.03 cents, uh, to $7.77. Daylight saving means Australia hasn't opened yet, so let's rip into the currency. How's Kiwi faring? Yeah, sure thing. So Kiwi, um, it's still soft, as you mentioned just before, but largely unchanged overnight at 59.60. Uh, Kiwi Aussie around 92.80. Kiwi Euro around 56 cents. Uh, Kiwi sterling around 48.80, Kiwi yen 88.60, and Kiwi renminbi uh, 4.36. Which gives us interest rates, oil, and gold. Yep. Uh, in New Zealand, 10 year notes currently sitting around 5.16%. Uh, gold currently $1,916 an ounce. And Brent crude oil, uh, just under $95, as you mentioned, uh, $93.29 a barrel currently.
Thank you very much. That's Mark Haywood from Jarden Securities. Well, another item of business news. Shareholders in the transport software company E-Road seem to have been less than enthusiastic in buying new shares in the company at a heavily discounted price. The company says just under 27% of the shares on offer to current investors was taken up, which delivered $5.6 million. E-Road shareholders had been offered $38 million worth as part of a $50 million capital raising. Well, the near $12 million uh, that was sought from institutional investors was fully subscribed. The shares that haven't been bought by current shareholders will now be sold off in what's called a book build, which is a bit of a sort of an auction. E-Road still gets the entire $50 million regardless because the offer was underwritten. We'll update all the market news and numbers for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlie, that's business. Kia ora.